Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, uh, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all-expenses-paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current frontrunner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10, for you and up to three of your friends. And you can watch or listen to Fine Dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Ad time, baby. Look, guys, it's back to school time. It's early October. This sucks. We know. But guess what? South Florida has some of the top beaches and Hilton has some of the most amazing places to stay. We're talking the Diplomat Resort and Spa in Hollywood. This is, these are the perfect spots for an LGBT weekender. It's time for you to book your staycation with Hilton, man. They've got the Conrad in Miami, the Diplomat and Vintro Hotel in South Beach. It's all part of the Curio Collection. South Florida is a dope place to vacation, and it's particularly welcoming for all LGBT people. Hilton is a huge supporter of the LGBT community. They were a presenting sponsor of Capital Pride in D.C., a gold sponsor in NYC Pride. They even had a float and a bunch of people marching. Presenting sponsor of the GLAAD Media Awards in New York and L.A. So do me a favor. Go to goout.hilton.com. It's LGBT travel ideas. Ignite your memorable moments, discover top gay destinations, and experience the most exciting places to go, including Miami and Fort Lauderdale. So goout.hilton.com. Even if you're not LGBT, you know that that's going to be a beautiful place to vacation. So make your move, guys. Make your move. everybody. I'm Chris Mancini. I'm one of the organizers of uh, LA PodFest, and I want to first thank the Improv for doing this great uh, preview night, Thursday night. Thank you. This is a really, really cool thing. All right. Late night podcast show. You guys ready? Yeah. Let loose. People talking into microphones. Sweet. But uh, I, I got to tell you, it's, you know, it's a whole year's worth of work to lead up to this festival, and we can't wait to do it every year. And we just want to thank you guys, too, for showing up for it. And if you don't have your badges yet for LA PodFest, all badges are still available. The weekend ones, uh, Saturday, Sunday, and also Fridays are still available. You can get them at the Sofitel. So uh, without any further ado, I'd like to introduce your uh, final late-night podcast tonight, High and Mighty with John Gabris. <laughs> Holy shit. Holy shit. Look at how many... Look, the listeners at home have no idea what's happening here, so... Oh, my God, the roar of the crowd at late night at the Improv Lamb! Yeah! Fuck yeah. I don't know if you guys know who I am, but I'm the... So welcome back to High and Mighty. I'm your host... Your boy, your number one fuck boy, the number one fuck boy, the number one fuck boy, John Gabris. Thanks for listening and watching and participating and coming in to watch three adult men talk about why their childhoods were so fucked up via one of Arnold Schwarzenegger's classics. So, guys, before I go any further, let me get my guests out here. 
Um, if you are a listener, if you are a listener of High and Mighty, I'm hoping you are. If you are not, you wandered into the wrong room. And I think Chris D'Elia is at the comedy store tonight, if that's what you're here for. Uh, guys, if you listen to the podcast, you know who the Action Boys are. That is the title of our text thread, so we are officially calling ourselves that now. So I'm joined by the Action Boys themselves, Ben Rogers and Ryan Stone Stanger. Come on out. Uh, most frequent guests of the High and Mighty podcast, Ben Rogers holding an elite title of the only person I'm comfortable enough asking to do 20-something episodes without yeah, getting paid. Also, uh, a quick fill-in is also what that is. <laughs> like, somebody bailed, I need somebody else. Yeah. Uh, AKA, I have your phone number. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, a staggering amount of availability on that. Yeah, yeah, way too much time. If you're listening to this and are a casting director, we are all SAG eligible and ready to SAG rock. SAG eligible. <laughs> oh, God. We're willing to work. We're scabs. We're willing to go oh, yeah. FICOR. Oh, yeah. I'm willing to fucking shill uh, illegal medicine to children if you'll allow me. <laughs> if it got residuals, baby. Uh, guys, we're going to watch a movie called Raw Deal. Do you, uh, before, we'll, we'll show the trailer in a second, but when, when, while well, we were originally going to talk about the film... Perfect Weapon, which we were excited about because we got Jeff, the <laughs> kicking Jew himself, Speakman, <laughs> to agree to be on the podcast. And now with hindsight, I think he agreed to be on the podcast because he wasn't 100% sure what the fuck I was talking about. Because when I emailed him yesterday, I said, so if you have any problems getting into the club, just let me know. Here's my phone number. He's like, oh, I was under the impression I could call you. <laughs> I was like, oh, boy, That'd Jeff. Be so fucking weird <laughs> if we just had, like, a phone up to the mic. <laughs> I was like, maybe for a non-live episode, Speakman. But trust me, I didn't want to let down the legion of fans driving from all over the West Coast. <laughs> Imagine if seven people got up and left when they found out Jeff Speakman wasn't coming. Where's Speakman? My Jeff wife leaves Jeff with them. Sticks. And the fighting sticks. Uh, I brought my sticks. Uh, just to clarify, Speakman's not coming tonight. Speakman is not coming tonight. I, no. didn't, I didn't know that. We, oh. no, <laughs> Stangers I out. I myself in Stangers the Stangers gone. I actually bought those fighting sticks for to be next to my bed in case, in case of like emergency. <laughs> My wife was like, what are these? I was like, they're Filipino fighting sticks. She's like, what the fuck? I'm like, look, if a 300-pound guy with a bat is defending your house, that's one thing. But if a 300-pound guy in his underwear with two Filipino fighting sticks... That he's not trained in whatsoever. <laughs> that are slipping out of his fucking greasy buffalo finger hands as he tries to defend his wife. When he tries to wake up after passing out high and covering fucking Taco Bell sauces. <laughs> oh, where are the sticks? Two... Tiffany, give me my fighting sticks! <laughs> what? She's like, walks into a hostage situation. <laughs> Told you to give me the fighting sticks! I'm in the middle of playing fucking Heroes of the Storm. Um, too real. Uh, so, uh, when we, we decided to switch it to Raw Deal, because not... More people. <laughs> we don't. You guys don't fucking care. <laughs> no, please. six people saw Raw Deal instead of the five people that saw yeah. a Perfect well, Weapon. We got one more. <laughs> no, keep laboring through the show that we almost did. Let's. Uh... <laughs> right, I mean, As this show starts to suck, I'd be like, if Speakman would have been here. <laughs> Lauren Michaels just stormed out. He almost had a podcast on <laughs> as hosts. <laughs> we should host we SNL. The Action Boys. <laughs> we wanted the Action Boys to host SNL. Oh, you blew it. Yeah. No! Now I if could... you had Speakman, we would have brought you on. Now I could be Mark Marin and talk about that moment on my podcast in perpetuity. Podcast humor for the podcast fest. Uh, guys, let's uh, Mitch in the booth, if you want to cue up a little Raw Deal trailer, I think if you watch a minute and 45 seconds of the film, you'll know what we'll talk about for the entire rest of the yeah, evening. This is going to bring you up to speed. The podcast will end at one point, but we'll be screaming in the parking lot about this movie for a while. You're saying an officer assisting arrest, fraud. Okay. Okay, Sheriff. What do you want from me? I want you to get inside the Petronita organization and tear it up. <laughs> How'd you know I was looking for somebody? I didn't. 
close down everything and get out, or one morning you are going to wake up dead. There's plenty for both of us. There's no both of us. There's just me. Here we've been trying to get somebody inside for over a year, but there's a big leak somewhere. That's why no one but me will know about you. Nobody. Let him know that nothing is safe. <laughs> Must be what they mean by poetic justice. It's your turn. You kill anybody? Yeah. You want names and addresses? <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's super weird because it was cut like last year. I know. When yeah. I found that on YouTube, I'm like, who made a modern trailer? Well, that's kind of why I always liked this movie because it was in the pre-digital era. It was kind of the Schwarzenegger movie that was hard to find. It was like, yeah. seek out. For some reason, Raw Deal never like made it to the big time. No, and it didn't have the same heavy rotation that the other ones yeah. did on like TBS and TNT. Yeah, it's like see- Arnold's like eighth most popular movie, but it's one of my favorite. <laughs> you know what? Deepest cut. It, what it doesn't have, which mattered back then, is uh, v- VHS box eye-catching ability. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like fucking Commando when he has face paint. Predator, those, those have... Uh, eye-catching VHS boxes. And Raw deal is him read? in a tank top with yeah. a gun. Yeah. And it says Schwarzenegger 11 times. <laughs> and Yeah, it says his name a lot. Raw deal is such a lame title. <laughs> it makes no sense. You watch the There's whole no movie. There's no fucking deal. Like, I, I don't understand. <laughs> What's the deal with the lack of deal? <laughs> I, I have a theory. What's the raw deal? That's what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Cherry, you got to stop doing your raw deal material. No one saw the movie. You can't, Nobody gets it. Seinfeld, you got to stop. Gabrus, Rogers, and Stanger, get out there and do it. Uh, well, I should say Ryan P. Stanger and Ben P. Rogers. Oh, yeah. What's oh, the yeah. P stand uh, for? For pussy. <laughs> that's a direct quote. Yeah, one of the better jokes from the movie. <laughs> I guess that's a joke. I yeah, don't. I, I don't quite get I get it. Like, there's a lot what of things. trying to get across from that. So I mean, should we just let's let's get? Should we do the part of the Action Boys podcast where Stanger screams the plot of the movie for 40 <laughs> minutes in a row? Yeah, just wind me up and then stay out of the way. <laughs> you should have a podcast that's like Cliff Notes for movies, where you just shout the plot like an eight-year-old kid reciting the just, film you know, they saw. Like, you're and like then a, and a, then a fucking idiot savant that's locked up into a room that we have to go to to get information. From I I would have friends come over and we used to watch Airwolf and like I would scream at them like trying to keep them up to speed. We're like we don't fucking care. We just want to see the helicopter. Like, no, you have to realize at this point they're going to rescue a foreign diplomat. That starts, we're at a train station. The mobsters get out of the train. Let's talk. Let's talk about the first five minutes. Let's talk about the cold open to Raw Deal. Great open. Great open. Great open. Very Ships strange. tone. 11 times in six minutes. Both yeah. musically, style of film, everything. Oh, and... <laughs> That's played for an hour and 45 minutes yeah. through the whole movie. Yeah. It's like you left the DVD menu yeah. open. Uh, uh, yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. that exact same feeling. <laughs> it's, that, it's just it, played <laughs> non-fucking-stop. Did you guys... Did yours... I've noticed two different music mixes on different versions I've watched. <laughs> you watched several versions. Well, <laughs> That's no, why re- you gotta have them on your cast, <laughs> yeah. bro. I remember, okay, so this one, the one that I saw opened with a weird country song. Well, okay, yeah, that that's very strange. There's a, a So there's a cold open, which we can talk about in a sec. Then it says Raw Deal. Then there's a hard cut to like wild backwoods country music. <laughs> and but, then a, but shitty. <laughs> But it bad. sucks so bad. It's when they were still trying to sell Arnold as an American, <laughs> like like where they still had to get across that like this yeah. is pu- this is a real yeah. Americana. Listen, this so guy's a small town sheriff. Jeep. Yeah. And it's like bing ding ding ding. <laughs> and it's well, after the end of the cold open, a guy gets fucking whacked, and it's like super dark. So let's talk. Let's talk about what that cold open cold is. Open. Uh, umbrella statement about this movie: least intimidating looking bad guys ever recorded on film. Yeah, they look so real. They're the Chicago mob, and it looks like they just got like ten retired firefighters in suits. Or uh, they're I like running know. around with like 
guts and mustaches. They look like accountants, like small town accountants <laughs> or something. I think, I, I think it's very accurate. I right. Think, like, I think that's they, what. Well, I think they yeah. cast too perfectly. They yeah. do seem like old. Like the opening sequence is these guys going to kill a witness, and there's like they literally look like eight dumpy dudes and like uh, on the like F train to Wall Street, yeah. but then they all pull out snipers. They silent got like sniper yeah, rifles. sniper rifles with <laughs> yeah. big grenades. silencers on them and grenades. And right. The the shootout. Is, they go to the woods where there's a witness holed up, with surrounded like, by cops, and there's a very weird scene where the two cops are, are playing, playing Trivial, trivial Pursuit, pursuit. <laughs> and the guy pulls out a card, and he goes, how many Academy Awards has John Wayne won? And the other guy says, probably not enough. And they both laugh, then he just puts the card away. <laughs> and then they come in, and he's like, where's so-and-so? They're like, he's sleeping. That's the guy we just watched get shot in the chest. And then everyone is mowed down. <laughs> oh, just fuck it. It's, like, insane. Everybody. It's like fat white guys shooting other fat white guys. And meticulously choreographed. Because, yeah. like, to, like, execute this scene is just <laughs> yeah. weeks and weeks of planning. <laughs> we And, like, throughout the movie, no one ducks for cover. It's a lot <laughs> of, like, just, like, you can't shoot me from this guy. <laughs> yeah. There is a, and, like, heavy reactions to getting shot. There's a yeah, lot there's of, like, a lot of good, good, good. Yeah. It was yeah, definitely because the fucking Knights of Columbus don't know how to act. Or <laughs> whoever they got to be in this movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's so like, like, a it's fucking all... Lions Club. Yeah. <laughs> it's all local hires. Yeah, I We're mean all... that Trivial Pursuit scene is some of the worst reading I've seen on camera. Yeah. And he's and reading, reading off a fucking <laughs> yeah. card. He doesn't even have to act it. The guy's come. The guy's non-committed punchline is, I don't know, probably not enough. Yeah. <laughs> That's like six maybes in a sentence. I, I, they probably shot that. 858 takes and it's like that's the fucking best we got <laughs> that dude is in an insane asylum going I don't know probably not enough I don't know probably not enough so they get to the witness they put they, he goes, they, they, they say witness this <laughs> and the angle is from behind the witness's head when the bullet hits him the head explodes like on camera also like the witness is just like sleeping in his underwear and everybody else is awake right <laughs> yeah. the so last well, they, the they last stand a, the yeah. guy who's the last uh, uh, DE FBI whatever agency they are the last guy who's there to protect the witness there's 11 dudes with like shotguns <laughs> machine guns he's like this big like high school offensive lineman <laughs> holding a pistol and he just fires six rounds into the wall <laughs> and he's like oh and then they just jump out and spray him down everybody's squibbed up <laughs> hardcore They're, i would love it if we didn't have enough time to get to anything else but, <laughs> but the cold, cold open, open on the podcast we've def- we're definitely halfway through the show yeah. <laughs> we are. we're getting the light so <laughs> uh. <laughs> thanks for coming out all my fans from vietnam uh. everyone who flew in for the live episode <laughs> Yeah, this podcast is weirdly big in Vietnam. Um, I think we keep showing Rambo, too, and we keep talking about it. Uh, I noticed, too, that, and you can really see it in the cold open, and it's definitely a theme that continues, not a lot of experience handling firearms. No. Because people are constantly like, one hand and op- <laughs> I mean it looked like somebody threw them a gun and they had never seen like a gun before the, and just had to kind of guess the guy who throws to- the grenade in like the breach move the classic like uh, he runs up to the porch falls drops his rifle it slides like a foot onto the stoop he kind of moves it a little closer and then like fidgets for a grenade out of like his suit and they're all like uncomfortable looking he finds a grenade throws it like a man handles the gun back into his hands and he's like nods like let's ride yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again, take again these are all guys who like look like they have to get asked to leave a Starbucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Sir, you can, we're closing up. They yeah, they all look like congressmen who uh, like stretch their feet out in the men's bathroom stalls. <laughs> they all are a wide stance, guys. Wide stance. Uh, so, so we so, get political on this podcast. Yeah, hey, sorry. <laughs> we're not afraid to bring up references yeah. from ten years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Rip. From the headlines. Oh, so then uh, the FBI said, shows up. The FBI shows up. Th- this is the tone shift. So it's like kind of goofy. 
everyone dies, and then the FBI shows up, and they cut to a dude just crying over this he's, dead partner. He is, yeah. His dead son is in a body oh, right, bag, half zipped up. <laughs> and he's, he's one he's of fuck. the agents. And this guy is, uh, what was he? He's the dad from Christmas, Christmas Story, and he's just crying his eyes out. He, like, he really tries selling the movie hard. Yeah. He's you remember the dad his... from Christmas Story, Fred Gile? Like, he's got, he's obsessed with the lamp. Yeah. It's got the lamp. Must be it. Italian. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is, yeah. He's, he's a, and a he's major weeping, and they're like, Hey, Chief, we uh, we gotta get him out. Of here. <laughs> They're like, is the other FBI agents are like, stop crying, man. We gotta get your dead son out of here. <laughs> and then it, and so it's from that those tears to ding 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 ding. And it's Arnold in a jeep. Racing through side streets, chasing a cop on a police motorcycle. Yeah, and they're going yeah. through like a lumber yard. <laughs> it makes no sense. The movie is like a sizzle reel of like eight scenes a director thought of and just jammed them all into one action it's, movie. It's their stunts are great. Like yes, this, yeah, it's practical. Rules. Yeah, this, yeah. I, I think you get that from our tone. But yeah, this movie fucking. The rules. stunts are real. It's all like old Crown Vicks, like souped up, like racing around. Yeah, you could see like the roll cage inside as they the dude on the cop on a motorcycle jumps from like uh, diagonal lumber to like straight lumber like it's yeah, a fucking video game. Yeah, he's doing like game. evil Knievel fucking stunts like just trying to evade Schwarzenegger in the Jeep. And then it's... he finally takes a right and Schwarzenegger just smiles because he knows a shortcut. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes there, throws some gasoline, throws on, the gasoline on the road. Gasoline on the road. We still don't know. Schwarzenegger is a dude yeah. in a plaid shirt, a dope ass plaid shirt. Yeah. As my wife said, strong flannel choice. <laughs> uh, that's like her input from the movie <laughs> uh, and he is just a dude in a jeep throws gasoline on the ground and then lights a cigar lights it with it blows this up like <laughs> as the uh, motorcycle's going through brings the guy in and <laughs> who we find out is a cop impersonator that just <laughs> this is this guy's thing to fucking cruise around on a they bike. Bring him in. The, he's got him in handcuffs. He and does sh- have a pretty good line of like, "I was going to a costume party," <laughs> <laughs> and he's like impersonating a police officer. It's like we got that part, Arnold. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of shit in this movie that is totally over-explained. It's like made for the lowest common denominator. <laughs> Which I think is why we talk yeah. about how much it rules. Right, yeah. I understood everything. Right. Beautiful. So then it's kind of up because they're like joshing around here a little bit and then it cuts to Arnold at home. It's so oh, fucking weird. God, this Arnold's, his wife, this Arnold's scene, wife has gone insane. <laughs> she's <laughs> making a cake, right? Yeah. She's like icing yes. a cake and she's like, he's like, what is the cake for? And she's like, it's five years of being in hiding. Throws the spatula with frosting is on it. Is anyone else coming? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> is anyone else coming? Throws the spatula into the laundry bin, and he's like, this will make us fat. And she's like, who cares? Even if we're in shape, aren't we fat? Because we're stuck here like cows. It's so, and Arnold it's is just so like, weird. Arnold yeah, is like, like confused. what are we having for dinner? <laughs> yeah. She's like, just the cake. And he's like, but that's not good for us. <laughs> it was almost like the director's like, look, Arnold's going to come in. He has no clue what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Say whatever. The- it's like a fucking whose line is in anyway sketch. It's like, you just, yeah, here's a cake and a spatula. Hey. You make up whatever you fucking hey, want. His listen. wife is whatever happened to baby Jane <laughs> level, like just a psycho. Or, I, I feel like it's like, hey, listen. Arnold doesn't even know he's in a fucking movie. So just we're gonna film whatever kind of happens with you guys, you know. What you know, whatever. He doesn't know. It's and I'll say this, the wife is the I don't know if you guys do you guys remember the movie Sixteen Candles? Yes. You know the sister in that? That gets like takes the muscle relaxers for her wedding, <laughs> yeah. and she plays drunk in this. Like she's oh, really she's wasted in this. Yeah, yeah, so she's really good at playing drunk. Did, you, did or... you guys notice the really shitty American flag decal that they put behind Arnold okay. in his house? This is a great it's like, from. It's like the type of thing you buy at a party store like for Fourth of July. Twenty five cent machine. Yeah. <laughs> we <laughs> got to know Arnold's American, <laughs> but we got to well, drive that home. We got to talk about a couple of things that we always talk about the the tropes of an Arnold movie that don't yeah. even have anything to do with cinema that just you have to at some point mention that he is american say how american he is someone has to like reference that he's muscular or else it's just unusual that yeah. no one says anything. Uh, there's a nice like <laughs> weird shot of his, <laughs> yes, of, his of his there's a pan of his rack yeah, it's and like his a barbell with, with like a, a with a gold, gold gym, gym tank, top. tank top draped over and it. then it cuts to him with an american flag and it's like i'm a giant american <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We solved all the backstory you need on this guy in one shot. We're going to pan by the weights. We're going to get the American flag. Bada boom. Everybody knows he's one of us. 
right, and so, so this is the first three minutes of the movie. So. <laughs> <laughs> and we are hard on me for trying to move the plot along. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Well, so the FBI loops him in, uh, tries to... The father the, of the dead the kid. The father of the dead kid, Shannon. By the way, we all have matching Arnold Schwarzenegger tank tops on. Come with me if you want to lift. <laughs> uh, I will say I look the worst in mine. I <laughs> I disagree. Gabriel <laughs> told me I look like I was doing AZT commercials. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for quoting me on that one <laughs> on air. <laughs> As you know, Go Out Dot Hilton and LGBT Travel Experience is a sponsor of my podcast. <laughs> Was a sponsor of my podcast. <laughs> Sorry, headgum. <laughs> uh, so he gets the the classic rundown. This is this a, is a pretty great scene because he sticks in a video that explains to you who the bad guys are. <laughs> he puts in like a, he puts in like here's a montage to help explain it to both you and the audience. Arnold. And you see the the um who is he the, the special prosecutor? And this is one of the better lines of the movie where he's like, "That's Baxter." He's the son of a bitch who cost me my job. Yeah. They're hamming then, out that they're hashing out this backstory. And, and so this like DA or somebody he he uh wouldn't take a case cuz Schwarzenegger beat the shit out of some guy who apparently murdered, mutilated and molested or mur- murdered, That's molested, a, mutilated, mutilated a, girl. a girl. Weird alliteration and unnecessary <laughs> part of the movie to mention that this guy, like this is like back in the day when like the bad guy had to be so bad yeah. to justify killing him. It's like that's the guy that let a molester off. I think murdering and mutilating God, a woman is enough. I would love to see a super reel of him saying that. <laughs> I mean, it's so I fucked up just saying it now. <laughs> and English is your first uh, language. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he molested, murdered, and mutilated a little girl. <laughs> that's it. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, and then that explains why he's in this small town because so we noticed this when we're watching this. This movie was not written for Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger reached a certain zenith of stardom at some point to where they would write stuff for him. <laughs> and it was usually like really reduced down like him against like an alien bad guy or him <laughs> like one like him versus like one bad guy. Not really political, not a lot of drugs involved, none of that stuff. This is like <laughs> some like hard boiled like mafia movie <laughs> that's like exquisitely complex with like all the power dynamics of like Chicago mobsters. There's a Polish mob family, there's an, an Italian, Italian mob. mob family. Schwarzenegger is out of the FBI in, in New York. He's very sophisticated with a sophisticated wife who's miserable <laughs> in, right? small, in, in rural Chicago. In rural yeah, Chicago. It's, it's a very well constructed story. <laughs> right, yeah. And, uh, and so now he's got an opportunity to get back into the FBI because he's like a to get back into the FBI, he has to get into the mob. Right. To get into the mob, he has to join the rival mob to take down the main mob. Right. To get back into the FBI. Yeah. And the and FBI has, has a leak. And they so can, only this one guy can know that. Right. <laughs> so that's not even official. Of course, it's off the grid. Right. I'm it's, not about to watch a movie about a guy who's doing an on the books investigation. No. <laughs> So it's Christmas Story Dad who's organizing this off-the-books thing, this, like, sting operation with Schwarzenegger. <laughs> and Schwarzenegger has to fake his death, too. Right. Oh, yes. Holy they shit. They don't say that. that they yeah. don't say that. <laughs> they go, like, hey, so you take the job? He's like, I take the job. Then they just cut to an oil factory. <laughs> <laughs> Gets out of his car, shoots it with a gun, and it explodes. I mean, it fucking <laughs> He blows up an oil cr- refinery yeah. to cover up his death. I mean, it seems like way too much de- destruction. To, and he calls it in. He's like, uh, there's a break-in at the oil refinery. <laughs> yeah. And no one in the fucking... He shoots it with a fucking flare gun. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. It blows up. The entire oil refinery blows up. No one in town is like, man, that cop died. Should we investigate? It's like, he clearly just went to investigate a robbery. The oil refinery exploded and only he died. Yeah. And then, I would like- say, wouldn't his wife go, Hey, you know, he was an FBI agent yeah. for five years undercover. Yeah. No one talks to him. Instead, we get a second explanation scene where we go back and learn more about the mobster. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we get really that last. We already had a video where we see him. Now he plays a tape where it's like, 
Uh, so here's some more stuff about those guys. Oh, yeah, I voice yeah. He has a, on his answering machine. He's like, "This is how I'll be in touch with you." He presses play, and the guy just speaks another exposition. Yeah, it's some fucking reel-to-reel system they have to like be in touch with each other. It's just like that eh, seems a little clunky, you know. <laughs> he I mean, does is... the answering machine that he checks is like a cartoonish huge. Yeah, like, I mean, it's like uh, fucking um, the conversation. Wait, what's the uh, Gene Hackman movie? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, the conversation. The conversation. conversation yeah. yeah, it's a hundred nine pounds. <laughs> worth of equipment that each of them have to lug around wherever they are. But also, do do we know what he was doing in Chicago? He's not undercover, right? I no, no. That that's was the his only co- job he can get, I think. I think he had to get away because, like, the uh, because he fucked with the mob and the FBI. No, dude. I think he had to resign. Yeah, I think he had to like, resign. Yeah, that was the only down, job he could And that's get. the only job he could get was as a sheriff in rural <laughs> Chicago. No, I think he's like, he's undercover. Yeah, as he's because that's why the white was And that's also why it was originally called Triple Identity. <laughs> right. oh, Jesus Christ. I mean, this is like. <laughs> This is a lot. <laughs> this is much more complicated than it needs to be for yeah. me to get anything out of it. Pinter play or something. Yeah, so then <laughs> I'm just like fucking burping into the microphone <laughs> over and over again. It's a little different when it's not a live show. <laughs> it should be slamming so Pacifico. They, so the, the plan is he's going to attack the rival Jewish mob. And or Polish, I think. But they do. No, because they go, they go, they to, go to synagogues. They go to the temple. Yeah, yeah. It's the classic breakdown of the Jewish versus Italian mafia of Chicago. The only guy to infiltrate it, a six foot six, three hundred pound Austrian <laughs> who goes undercover. This is his undercover. Nobody questions it. Nobody see, questions when it. When he Brian pointed this out, when he's making his character to become the guy he's gonna become, Joseph P. Brenner. What's the P stand for? Or a pussy. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I like She's that been you thought it was that all night. A bunch of different comedy shows. Uh, ma'am, this is the first time it's worked out absolutely perfectly for her. Been thrown out of UCB 12 times. Uh, he To get into his character, he slicks his hair back. Yeah. And then he comes his hair back, looks in the mirror, and he's like, I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> This the the amount of outfit changes on Schwarzenegger on in this movie is unreal. He's got he, like my blue heaven of less like esque suits on. Like, I, he's got mafia suits on, yeah. which makes him look. He wears cool. six hundred nine different suits in this, <laughs> and there's like all these different looks. And each cigar seems bigger than this last <laughs> one. <laughs> The clothes in this movie are such a weird point. Like, like the girl that he the, the girl whose name I, I like finally learned in the credits. <laughs> Monique. Like they never say her name. Yeah. I don't think. And she's just Catherine. like the classic '80s thing where she's like a b- slight bump above a prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> she's literally like, like a casino yeah. gambling rat. <laughs> Yeah. She's like a woman who's like owes the, two, the casino money and hangs the out. The two female characters are his crazy ass wife, yeah. who's like Looney Tunes crazy, and then like a casino sleaze yeah. broad who fucking <laughs> doses Arnold, yeah. <laughs> gives him sleeping pills, and then has another classic Arnold trope moment. She's working for the mafia to find out more about Arnold. She rips his shirt off when he falls and asleep, like stares at his tits, and goes, yeah. "Jesus Christ!" <laughs> and Arnold. Got huge fucking tits. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. There's always a scene like, look, I don't want to get into this because I don't want to get into like <laughs> no, the get dynamics into it. of John. Ma- get into it. I don't want to get into the dy- dynamics of male beauty, but I'm not sure women like Arnold's body as much as dudes no. do. But every movie written by a guy, directed by a guy, is always like a woman's like, holy shit, also, I want to fuck you. This one's weird because there is no nudity. And when this character is introduced, you're like, it's a movie from 1986. Yeah. She's wearing this busty outfit. It's going to happen. see her naked. She, and then she's instead covering... you see her ripping Arnold's shirt yeah. off. She's just seeing his fucking pecs. Well, Arnold is date like raped car- in this movie. Arnold is date raped in this movie. He is, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> no. Ah, <but laughs> uh, then here you go again. Tell <laughs> yeah. you, Ben Let's not get into everyone's uh, personal yeah. definition. Right. Ben always wants to hear the rest of the story. There's more to the story, right? I mean, there's two sides. <laughs> okay, all right, yeah. Uh, but you guys, hey, mark our words. Go back and watch these movies with Schwarzenegger or anybody that has like a well-toned physique that's the male star of it. And there will be a scene where a woman does like a cartoon level like, like at the guy. <laughs> this has never happened in Oh, real- I love lats on guys. <laughs> it's like, can we know who the fuck you, who wrote yeah. this? Because he's so built in this, it looks like there's something wrong with him. It's just like, ah. 
And he's in a suit for most of the movie, yeah, so he just looks look like right. yeah, yeah, he yeah. looks fucked up. They got him in a double-breasted suit, and it's just like a whole like Steve Harvey thing happening or something. I don't know. <laughs> he does look like a fucking original king of comedy yeah. with the cigar and the flat and the slick back hair. Um, so he goes to the mob. To right. join one side of the mob, to join the Italian side, with a guy played by like a Dustin Hoffman-looking dude who goes by the name Luigi. Oh yeah, <laughs> this guy could yeah. not be less Italian. <laughs> He's but, offensively not Italian. What's the uh, What's the Fratelli brother who is Robert, uh, Robert Davi. Davi? Robert Davi yeah, is yeah. like the Italian for the movie. Right. Yeah. Like, if you, you don't know, <laughs> If you Max don't know Heller. Him, Yes. <laughs> he's the he's the lead kind of heavy in the Goonies that sings opera. And he's and all. So one of the FBI agents in Die Hard. Yeah, yeah he's Agent Johnson, right? Jo- agent, he's the yeah. white Agent Johnson. White Agent Johnson, yeah. a black Agent Johnson. Woo! It's like, fucking Siam, or whatever. Yeah. That oh, yeah, that's the we- <laughs> one of the weirdest lines of Die Hard, <laughs> yeah. where you just realize the FBI guys are crazy <laughs> Vietnam vets. <laughs> <laughs> They're just shooting everybody. It's like, wow, we're back in Vietnam! It's like, whoa, what the fuck? Did he improvise that? <laughs> Like, where the fuck did that I come forgot, from? I forgot about those two guys in totally in the movie. Oh, they get smoked yeah, immediately like, in their yeah, helicopter. They're like, the comic relief. They, they have the whole, like, no relation. He's black. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, these guys had an elaborate backstory, but let's get off the uh, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, off topic. Waiting for the spinoff. Somebody make it happen. <laughs> so Robert Davi's, like, threatened by Arnold. is like, I'm your number one killer. We'll see if you're the number one killer. Well, yeah, and that just speaks to the unnecessary layers of this movie because you have the the dawn of this mafia mob family, Luigi, and then underneath him you have this other guy, like Rocco. Lewinsky. Oh, yeah, Rocco. Rocco. Yeah, yeah, Rocco, the and Undertaker. Then, right. <laughs> and then underneath him you have Dobby. Yeah. yeah. Just and like, they are, the, just give us one guy. And, they are, and they're rivals with the Polish slash Jewish mafia, who is also three different other old white guys. The they're, DA from Law and Order, right? That's the guy. Yeah, the and, they, and they call him the new kid on the block, and he's the oldest actor in the movie. <laughs> and it's like, what? This is the threat? And they're like, the fucking goof troop. The, the the Jewish mafia is like can't get anything right. Yeah. And like Arnold immediately destroys them. Arnold shows up to their game. <laughs> this is this is great. Arnold's plan is like, I'm gonna make a scene inside. He goes in where they're playing craps. Shows that the table's loaded. People go, huh? And then he just flips the table and starts beating up everyone. Yeah. To a cartoonish degree. Again, a mob, like a mob-owned place. No yeah. one has a gun. He beats up everyone in it. And as he's walking out, a dude's legs are sticking yeah. out throws of the ceiling. Throws one guy up into the rafters. <laughs> he throws yeah. a dude cart- like through the ceiling, and his like legs are kicking as he walks out. Then he leaves. You think the scene's over. Instead, he goes to get like a fucking truck. He gets in a tow yeah. truck. And some random guy's like, yeah. The lights are off, and, and he goes, "Thank you." Yeah. And then he fucking drives through their restaurant. He drives yeah. through the restaurant, and this Guys was are like he's coming back, and they run out with guns, and then yeah. he just comes in with a tow truck. That is, it, like it, it's awesome. It's it's a great scene. It's all this is all done. This stunt that he did was to ingratiate himself with the Italian gang. So this is all done to the rival gang. Yeah. So he does this like pro bono, just like hey, yeah. just I love just making point. a name for himself. Yeah. He's I, after the Italian gang, but he shows up, kills a bunch of the Jewish mobsters. Is like now I'm cool with you guys. Yeah. Now I just have to kill you. <laughs> well, there is all this great shit, and they still don't fucking trust him. Because they, there is What's a showdown between the Jewish and Italian mob earlier, where this was a great. I really like this, where they try to kill the Italian mobster. So they have like a boys' club bus drive by <laughs> where everybody has machine guns, and they blow their fucking limo apart. <laughs> and it's, then it's they, a, a full length school bus. With twenty rifles sticking out of each bus window, only machine guns. Yeah, and only M16. one guy gets shot, which is why they need Arnold because they need a new guy. <laughs> um, but they, like, I'm down they, a guy yeah, now. They, yeah, for some reason. Like, how'd, how'd you know I was looking for a guy? Where it's yeah. like, and they have that stupid line where it's like, "Replace Tony real quick. We need him." As if we would like fold our arms and not believe why they would want to hire somebody. Like, no, they'd have a full roster. Why they, would they take on somebody? I, re- I really like that scene because. They add, they left the the sh- they they leave you on their car as they drive away after it's been shot to fuck 
It were, and so, like, you just see this shitty limo just barely being able to drive away. <laughs> the like, why? Yeah, every shit. like the tires are all flat, and for some reason, like, we gotta see, we gotta see him take it. There's the thing that made me laugh about that scene was the bus drives by, sprays the fuck out of bullets, and just keeps driving away. Yeah. They could. Turn around and come back and finish the job. All yeah. those guys could get out of that bus but and easily <laughs> kill them. Yeah. But the thing that got me was like, they sprayed the shit out of it, and I was like, holy shit. And then after the bus drives away, all the characters start moving. Like, oh, <laughs> no, I wasn't in. Like, I, they were all lying down. You thought they killed everybody? I was like, oh, interesting. And then all of them move, and they all like, oh, so I'm many fine. Sub- I'm so all right, I'm all right. <laughs> So many submachine guns in this movie. <laughs> so many. Oh, uh, so we should keep we should keep powering through. Well, I, I want to say the pedigree of this movie is really interesting because the, it's shot really well. Like it's cast very interesting. Everybody looks realistic, with the exception of Schwarzenegger, who doesn't fit, but is great. Like you saw, like <laughs> yeah. he's, he's good actors. It's, it's great to see him in this doing this. But the one of the writers on this is um, Norman Wexler. Do you guys know Norman Wexler? So he wrote Serpico and Saturday Night Fever. He's an Academy Award nominated like writer, and he's fuck. He was crazy, like fucking crazy. Like he got thrown in jail for threatening to kill Nixon. Uh, yeah, it's like back when like Hollywood like employed fucking crazy people because they were good, and uh, and like now it's like all our friends that write screenplays are like they've been married for eighteen years and they're fucking they're going to Disneyland regularly and shit. This is like this guy was like doing coke, like trying gotta to get him out of the. The White House. Yeah. <laughs> so Have you seen Raw Deal? Yeah. <laughs> the messages are clear. So he's a writer on this, and like the the director is like this English director that did who directed Tinker Tailor yeah, Soldier good, Spy, this TV series too. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, and then the cinematographer is like like an amazing cinematographer that did like a lot of Ridley Scott movies and yeah, like Legend and all kinds of like impress. So like you can see like there's a level of craft and skill. It's just kind of jarring when it's like you have like hokey shit in there. It's like, but it's shot beautifully. You're like, oh, yeah, great. Yeah. yeah. Let's go to the scene, uh, the pretty woman scene where Arnold takes the near prostitute. This movie, this movie takes a fucking Holy epic shit, shit on the Bechdel <laughs> test. <laughs> so, should they have Arnold is taking her dress shopping, and her rea- her question to Arnold, like when you they start the scene, is does it make you drool? <laughs> Which one do you like better, this one or this one? Get them both. <laughs> I can't afford it. And I can. It's it's like got this weird like Casablanca like dialogue that Arnold has to do, and like they didn't cut any of the lines, so it's him just trying to have this like patter with this girl, and it's just like, you know, like he's like like lines and stuff. Like I never thought I loved somebody so much as you, and she's like, well, maybe you should try. Who said that I haven't started? You know, like just like back and forth, just like that, ah. then we cut. So in the middle of this, we cut to the Jewish mobsters' lackeys. Eating fast food in the same mall. Oh, They're just they, walking around with they'd sodas. Already fought, Arnold had already fought them yeah, once. He roughed yeah. them up at the They the followed him and he beat him up. And, the, uh, and so they're like, there's that son of a bitch. And they just all litter their stuff. <laughs> one by one, throw their shit into the fountain. <laughs> yeah. that, they're like at a mall. They each walk by the and smash like full, like in and out fucking animal style lettuce spraying everywhere. I'm telling you, there's lingering shots beautifully lit of this fountain with them Throwing their fucking yeah, fast holds food. as each one takes a turn, just spiking a fucking drink or fries in there. They roll up to Arnold. They have like bruises from the last times that they fought and mayonnaise and shit. Like, they're like wiping their mouths when they go to fight him. Yeah. I just love the idea of this coincidence happening where it's like me and the boys are going to the food court. Yeah, seren- there's a lot of serendipity in this movie. <laughs> And did you guys notice the and so everybody starts leaving this like clothing shop and did you hear the, the like extra just going get out of my way bitch just yeah, yeah. There. oh it's there's such tons of weird ADR <laughs> there's tons of weird ADR like that like just shut up get down like like in like the club scenes just like they employed like three people to do yeah. all of them we like, we got to fill this get out of my way sound, bitch it's sounds like very weird yeah. yeah you're a dumb cunt bitch <laughs> fuck you asshole it's like whoa people just hurriedly leave they wouldn't be. It's like uh, she, he's like call nine one one. She's like, well, the, the lady works there. Is like, well, I just went there. Like, lady, go. And, like, and then uh, his near prostitute, the blonde, uh, the craps player, breaks a mannequin Monique. arm off. What's yeah. her name? Monique. 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 Of course. <laughs> yeah. Catherine Harrelson, I think, is the actress. Oh, excuse me. Breaks an arm off of a mannequin and defends herself against one guy while Arnold takes on the other two for the time being. And there's a couple of great Arnold classics here. There's the 
hold the guy's arm like this and punch him here, you know, when he gets underneath. And then there's the throw him by his waistband through a plate glass uh, window. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's lot through the windows and lot into, like, walls. You know, like, he's, yeah, he's launching people into walls. And they definitely, like, will showcase his, like, incredible strength because he, like, lifts people, like, off the ground. <laughs> yeah. Right, it's like... The, how many hand-to-hand fights does, like, the mob get into? Like? Should we jump to the weird club scene at Club Kink? Okay, That's yes. That's pretty great <laughs> Oh, scene. yeah, this is... Let's get to that. <laughs> they go to... They... This is, again, the era of these movies where they're like, bad guys hang out at weird clubs. Yeah. <laughs> so they go to Club Kink, which, like... <laughs> they have no understanding of. I feel like this is like they just jammed every sex subculture at the time yeah. into one place. So it's like a drag show, also like also a gay bar, also and like and every type of gay dude is yeah. there. The, yeah. the specific drag show where I think purposely the people. Uh, and I think I'm using the correct terminology here, aren't supposed to pass at all. Like, no. They're the laziest track. It's like a dude in a wig. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and that's it. And he's got like chest, visible he's chest really, hair. Yeah. He's, he's like, not really doing a show. He's <laughs> just kind of dancing there. And there's people like that have dollars and are just kind of standing in front. <laughs> but he doesn't take any of them. Yeah. Just kind of yeah. like. So it's, the got, like, club it's got burlesque vibes. It's got like. Uh, you got like, like cabaret kind of yeah, show. Yeah, you got cabaret stuff. You got like Strip leather club? dudes. Yeah. yeah. Leather. You wonder if it was like they just had some like 80 year old art director that was just like I got the sex stuff covered and they're just like alright she's the it's her I'm job I'm just gonna go to my house and clear out my pool filled with like tw- 19 year old twinks yeah. spread them out all over this scene they're <laughs> They follow. I do love that. It's another scene where you're like, you're going to the club kink, and you're like, oh, here's going to be the classic cliched 80s movie stripper scene. And it's another scene of just dudes with no shirt on. (laughs) He goes up. They follow the owner. They go to the the dressing room, which is another action movie cliche, the strip club dressing room. But instead, it's just eight guys going, (laughs) 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 like all dudes in wigs going, like covering themselves up just like it would be in like any other action movie. Yeah, I guess they're having fun, like (laughs) turning the the kind of cliche on Well, They they do have fun in this. Like there's like funny little lines. They let stuff, you know, like the lights line shows up and then he's like, this is pretty sick shit for you. And he's like, this place is too tame for me. The, the cop is. I'm ass. super gay. <laughs> oh, okay. Such, such a weird line of like that, this shit kids play. Uh, that cop is Ed Louder. He's the uh, captain in the Longest Yard. If you, oh yeah. I mean he's in endless amounts of movies. You've seen yeah. him in like he's he's a police sergeant in like eleven Everything, movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's fun. He's good in it. Like he's, he's really. Yeah. <laughs> I, is he necessary in the movie? No, no, no. no. And they give him the lamest jokes. Yes, like, yeah. He has the, what is the piece there where he puts it and just, not, like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, see you later, man. I like this guy. What do you think happened here? I think somebody got really pissed off. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> That's what they said after the end of the epic shootout. Where yeah. it's a uh, fucking bloodbath. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Let's talk, let's talk about the ending. I can't even tell what time it is uh, because... It's so sweaty in my pocket. <laughs> oh yeah, we should be. Uh, let's let's get to the end. Let's get to this. Uh, <laughs> we should. Oh yeah, we all should be asleep. But <laughs> they're like sweeping up. We're just screaming into the microphones. We unplugged it a half hour ago. <laughs> well, he takes down the Italian mob's operation at the gravel pit. Okay. Oh, so he gets a thing we, on the. <laughs> we gotta talk about that. Yeah, he he has a memory. As Arnold is fucking showering. He remembered, like, this is a, you just hear a voiceover of the FBI agent being like, and he goes to the gravel pit. A lot of bad stuff goes down there. And it just, it fucking clicks for Arnold. Pops in, rolling stones into his Oh, tape wait, hold deck. on. Let's back it up just one scene, too. He's going for a hit with the Italian mob, and they go, they're like, who are we killing? They're like, we're killing some cop. And you see Arnold go like, how am I going to kill a cop and keep my cover? They walk into a cemetery. A funeral is going on. One guy is at a grave, and they're like, surround him. They all pull out guns, and the guy gets up from the grave, and it's the cop who's it's, hired Arnold. <laughs> it's Christmas Story Dad who hired him in this whole thing, and he's grieving <laughs> over his son, which I guess is the MacGuffin in this whole yeah. fucking Blair. Movie. This guy's dead son. Is this you remember movie. my son Blair? Blair, yeah, sure. We went to the ball game yes, together. That's, <laughs> what he said. Oh, that's the most American line. I remember we used to go uh, to ball yeah, game. Blair, we went to ball game. <laughs> oh, yes. Blair. Yeah. The most uh, American boy's name you can have. Yeah, Blair, Blair, of course. We used to walk one meter to ball game. He'd either laugh nearby. I just wanted to say that my flat was nearby. <laughs> so he turns and he goes, he goes like, 
John? Like, what yeah. says his name? And then, uh, well, and then Fratelli they, shoots him. Yeah, Davi knows it's him because, like, he, like, audibly, like, recognizes, like, <laughs> I know this cop. And then they, so then they turn the guns on Arnold. Arnold the runs. The uh, the craps prostitute saves him in a convertible. Say, yeah. Cut. What are you doing here? Because there's no reason she should know how to find him. Yeah, she no just goes, fucking way she can what, know where they how are. How did you know? I, or what are you doing here? And she's like, I'm saving your ass. <laughs> I was just going to a cop's funeral. <laughs> <laughs> Do you some grave me. rubbings. I'm a blue blood fucker, or whatever you got, like some kind of name for a cop chaser. That's it. That's I'm getting it. a bunch of grieving cops to bukkake me. <laughs> Super specific. I cleaned up on September 12th. Uh, okay. Whoa! Oh, yeah. uh, this is a good time to admit no, that the FDNY is also a sponsor of my right podcast. <laughs> Do we do we like cops right now? I don't think, I don't, I think, I think we're on the right side. Yeah, we're on the right side of this. We, nobody likes cops right now. I'll say one guy. Well, except for you, officer. Yeah. <laughs> You're doing a great job. Uh, he, he, we, we missed the uh, montage of loading guns and putting oh, them back shit. in. Oh, yeah. shit, yeah. Yeah, Arnold a has a garment bag full of weapons. Yeah. Full of weapons, like two shotguns, that MP5 that he sort of like, or that HK9, whatever the yeah, knockoff like Russian. Gun, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like the prosumer model of like an MP5 machine gun. Yeah, it looks gun. like a dope paintball gun. Yeah. Um, and then and, he gets then it, like so that. he loads it all up, and then we get another look at him in the mirror, looking at himself and going, yup, ready. Yep. Uh, He's in a suit with his hair slicked back and uh, shotgun shells around a belt, a garment bag full of weapons, and just... All right. <laughs> yeah, and at this point, he doesn't need to be in character or undercover anymore. Right. But he still goes with the slick back hair because he likes it. And this suit. Yeah. This would have been a great moment for him to be in like a tactical vest with no yeah. shirt on. He's been fucked up. He's been undercover too much. Yeah, he's I mean, in too deep. <laughs> so he puts on, is it Satisfaction? Uh, yeah, yes. and that is the actual song. That's yeah, the they, paid the, song. they paid the they money. Paid the right, that's where all the music money went to. It's, getting it's, one, so, yeah. it's one beat it's for an hour. And then suddenly it's like... <laughs> and you're like, it fucking snaps you out of it, and he just rides around shooting. He people. kicks the no, he, he kicks the windshield yeah. out of a fucking he convertible. Bullets into the windshield, kicks, kicks it, it out, and then hits it with a shotgun. He cannot get yeah. the wind. No, they were like, we got to do it authentically, Arnold. He reaches, gets a shotgun, and butts the back out, and, and then <laughs> puts a cassette in of satisfaction. <laughs> yeah. and fucking, it's cr- diegetic. The music is diegetic yeah. in this moment, even, and cranks it up for some reason. <laughs> I guess to get everybody with guns' attention. Yeah. Yeah, like, this is another... He's driving into the bad guy's base, the gravel pit that he had the fucking memory for. Yeah, and then he's just like jerking the wheel around, like with the gun, and like trying to like shoot everybody. There's into... six guys on top of cranes with scoped rifles waiting for job. him, and he is picking them off one hand machine gun <laughs> as he drives circles in a convertible in a gravel pit, which I is mean, like off road vehicle. It's all fucking amazing, and then he drives right <laughs> into an earth mover. Like, he just <laughs> goes head on into a construction truck. He turns truck. the corner and just smashes into a bulldozer. Whoa! <laughs> yeah. He's, he pulls up at the building where all the bad guys are after picking off four snipers. He pulls up all the building. Guys like are trying to load their guns and he kills like 11 dudes. Peels out and hits a bulldozer immediately. <laughs> so, so he kills... Uh, 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 so he, he kills... Kill, I guess he takes some money. Yeah, he right? takes he takes all the money. He hides under the bulldozer. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah and oh, yeah. walks with it slowly as <laughs> yeah. it walks away. Yeah, he uses it to like Trojan horse his way into like their stronghold. Mows kills more guys. Yeah, there. just fucking kills everybody. Kills everybody. Gets money, I guess. Right? The money goes, that they yeah. robbed from a police station that Arnold helped steal by faking a bomb threat, but then also actually throw shooting a bomb off in a different police station. Again, prison. guys, layers. There are a lot of layers. Uh, can we, now you're you reminding me of them planting the bomb in the, the police. Uh, in the vending machine. Everyone's they like, have, oh, fuck, they were almost yeah. done. <laughs> they were I just at the end. Like, oh, hold on, that reminds me of minute 11 of the yeah. movie. <laughs> the, dude, the dude goes in to plant the bomb, and he's like, there's a fake delivery guy, and he's like, oh, what do you guys like better here, the corn chips or the regular potato chips? Down it. Nine. It's yeah. <laughs> like, why the fuck are you talking so much? You're man? already in. Yeah. Just put the fucking Be bomb cool. in the vending machine and get out of there. And the bomb is a six pack of soda yeah. with a watch taped to it. <laughs> it's like, <that's... laughs> 
Uh, so anyway, sorry for the digression. Kills every, kills kills, every Italian yeah. mobster. K- yeah. Goes to their like underground casino where they hang out. That's also a bar. That's also the most 80s room ever captured in a movie. I feel like it's been used in like, it also looks like where the diplomatic community in, Mel- in Lethal Weapon uh, is hanging yeah, out when he yeah. goes, eeny, meeny, miny, hey, Mo. Yeah. Yeah. Now, to, oh, hold on, let's talk about Lethal Weapon for a couple of minutes. <laughs> 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 Let's talk about Mel Gibson's view on the police and Jews. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, so then down the line with yours. Right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's a little soft on one of them. Uh, <laughs> for me, I won't say which. <laughs> John listens to the uh, voice messages that he left his wife yeah. when he's exercising. <laughs> I'm just doing dips with like yeah. a fucking justice tattoo on my back. <laughs> mm. uh, yeah, so he mows down everybody in this place, right? Gets, yeah, I mean, yeah. at this point, it's just him shooting guys. Right. Gets Davi, but here's the weird twist. We find out that the FBI leak that we talked about is Baxter, the same DA that fucked him over. Right. I guess that was his raw deal. Yeah. And this guy is such a sniveling, like, <laughs> he's, he's the dude from Murphy Brown. Yeah. <laughs> he shows up to where the bad guys are hanging out. They f- they're like, he killed everyone. They're like, well, hopefully he doesn't come here. And then they go, uh, boss? And point to like a security <laughs> camera. And Arnold shoots a camera with a shotgun. Yeah, that's cool. And they're like, everyone, get ready. He's coming down the elevator. Everyone lines up with guns. Shoots the fuck out of this elevator. Annihilates Every- the elevator. They're all out of, out of bullets. Yeah. And then Arnold kicks in the grate of a vent behind him. Yeah. And then they all start to run out of the room. And the one sniveling guy goes, not you, pal. And hits him with a gun and knocks him on. The bad guy knocks the, the DA out the on DA. the ground. Nobody likes this and, DA. And then Arnold, from a six foot two, six foot six, 300-pound muscle-bound dude climbs out of a vent while shooting a shotgun, never takes a bullet, kills 40 guys in a room smaller than this. I would have false flag. I would have loved if like he just tried to do the vent thing, but just got lost and like the <laughs> inner just, just like couldn't find him. You know, like I hear him again. They're all <laughs> firing into like and then eventually he the just shield. dies, and like the stink is horrible for weeks and weeks. <laughs> I got a raw deal from my HVAC guy. Iris into the. We had to find a new casino. That dead FBI agent stunk up the joint. Couldn't get him out of the vents. Uh, yeah, so then he figures out a way to legally kill that DA. Yeah. You know, it's like he like he gives the guy a gun, and I guess the, the guy said you can either resign. Yeah, you know, well, he kills everybody. He kills everybody. Follows the main mob. So this is the problem with mob movies is that like the final bad guy is usually like a, a seventy-five-year-old Italian guy who's never been in a hand, fist yeah. fight. He shoots him immediately and in then the back. pours a bu- <laughs> shoots him in the back. Yeah. He leans over and then pours a bucket of pills on his head and walks like candy. Yeah, yeah, it's like candy. Skin or some shit because yeah. like one guy ate him earlier like that was some fucking weird yes. justice some like weak callback yeah. yeah he's like candy is bad for you my bitch wife wants cake <laughs> he's like or he's make good. her fat yeah. make her fat I eat steel cut oats and yeah. egg whites there's that the carbohydrates is going to destroy you <laughs> at the end Gives a gun to the DA. Gives him the fucking ultimatum. Yeah, and then the DA tries to shoot him, but he's like too, he like he's so weak he can't fucking do it. And then Arnold legally kills him. Then I guess. Yeah. And, and then like, we then we uh, we have a little a, a nice kind of uplifting end where we see where the, we really get into bizarro world. <laughs> another layer of this movie that makes no he had no problems with his wife, like right, but he's maybe dating this other woman. Uh, the uh, Monique, our yeah. prostitute, uh, or sorry, our gambling yeah, uh, casino gets, whore, gets her a private plane and two hundred and fifty thousand dollars cash. Yeah, super weird. <laughs> Sends her She's off. She's a gambling yeah. prostitute. We had a weird, like, trashy <laughs> night together where like nothing really nothing happened. happened. Yeah. But, but I want to give you a quarter of a million dollars. Uh, yeah, just to enable your gambling. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I yeah, know you're in a... debt to the mob I just annihilated, but <laughs> here, take this money and fly to a country that has gambling. Yeah. Right, and then you think, okay, yeah, it kind of ends. On the tarmac over there. No, not. <laughs> no, we he, see the his his father figure, FBI boss. <laughs> in, we in see the, Christmas in, Story yeah, dad. Christmas Story <laughs> dad lived from the cemetery. He's shooting. not dead. He's <laughs> maybe paralyzed. Is in a wheelchair. But he, I don't want to learn doing, how to be a fucking doing, cripple. They're doing this is physical the last therapy. Three, this is the last fucking three minutes of the movie. The guy has lost the will to walk. Yeah. <laughs> and Arnold and goes and he's to like, visit. those parallel bars. And his, yeah. and his like, therapist is like, you could do it. He's like, fuck it. I can't fucking walk. And Arnold walk. comes in. He's like, I need your help. <laughs> My wife and I are back together. It's great. We're going to have a baby. I want you to be the godfather. 
You this need, is not a bit. This is really happening that's exactly. in the movie. So Arnold, who you thought hated his crazy wife, is now back. He loves his wife. That fling where he gave a quarter of a million dollars to a woman. To the gambler. Yeah. That's done. And then He's he, got a kid. He wants... He Christmas wants. Story Dad goes, I don't need to walk to be a godfather. And he goes, but you gotta try. <laughs> and the, the, the nurse, this physical therapist, is in tears. Yeah. It's She's fucking... Oh, beautiful. Arnold walks over and pulls his wheelchair out from yeah. underneath. <laughs> yeah. Physically rips his wheelchair out. I don't. Th- we're gonna really harp on this scene for some reason, but he's struggling to walk, and Arnold's like, "You can do it." It's like clearly, it feels like something Arnold wanted in the movie is like physical strength is important. We should yeah. show how important. You know, of course, <laughs> you're not doing so much with you know your President it Bush. Just... You know, we're doing this thing for presidential fitness. You know, it's important that we have this in the movie. <laughs> the people judge me. You know, how much fitness I have in the movie. Uh, yeah, and then it's like convinces the guy to walk. Does he use his son ultimately to convince him? Like, well. Oh yeah, yeah do, Blair. It for, do it for Blair. <laughs> the guy's like, fuck, and then does it. And it's then supposed the, to be just an emotionally yeah, powerful scene, and, the, and it is just very weird. And the therapist is crying. We've never seen her, and there's like a good forty-five seconds on her face crying. <laughs> <laughs> Credits. That's yeah. it. That's it. And that's yeah. the raw deal she got. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I, we'll open it up to questions from the crowd. About if anyone actually watched the movie Raw Deal has any quick questions, we'll uh, say them and, uh, we, and we'll answer them, and then we'll get out of here. I promise. We're experts. We're so. experts. We saw it a handful of times. <laughs> Has that, any, uh, round of applause. Who's seen Raw Deal before coming here? <laughs> wow. Oh, the thunderous applause. <laughs> yeah. I see all my Kiwis from New Zealand side. <laughs> oh, I might. This is. <laughs> oh, fuck a boy, yes. Pretending the audience We're Speakmen. Of the 500 people here, nobody has questions. This is, this is surreal how passionately and how long we spoke about this movie that very few people saw. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm like coming down. I I was like, oh, we got to ask some questions. And I just realized we hadn't stopped. I didn't even look this way. <laughs> we just screamed I about Rod Deal for one hour. <laughs> yeah. and didn't The movie's even, like an hour and eight not minutes. Even the tip of the, not the tip of the iceberg. I, I mean, know. We're just getting into it. I've got 88 pages of notes on the cold open that I could... Really yeah. good. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm going to be up all night. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going to be on conference call until we all fall asleep. <laughs> I guess we uh, lost Stanger. The uh, must-watch movie. Tons <laughs> must- of it's tons of fun. Like you're not going to see anything like this now. Uh, Three dollars on Amazon. Use promo code Mighty. <laughs> I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> we made a lot of fun of it, but it's it's, it's really oh, it's very good. good. So, does someone have a question back there? <laughs> no one. All right, cool. Uh, <laughs> I can't tell. It's one of those, it's like a long-ass white cattle. It's not for driving, uh, for performance or anything. It's like four old pimps. Uh, yeah, exactly. It also has bulletproof written on the windows. <laughs> Bullet resistant. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they spray painted that to make sure. Why the fuck you would advertise that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, like, yeah, it's what do gang. It's just weird thing where it's like, I think they this was written as to be, like, some kind of renaissance man that's, like, a New York guy, an FBI street guy that's stuck in Chicago and then just happens to have the right stuff to infiltrate a mob as, like, a heavy. Like, well, you, like you're saying that the guy Serpico. wrote... It's supposed it's to be Serpico. 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 Because yeah. he, like... Was busted for doing the right thing. Like yeah, he got in trouble for being like it's, an honorable thing. It's got it's that all. It's supposed to be Pacino. Yeah, yeah it's got Serpico. that all over it. But it's like Schwarzenegger doing it, and they gave him all the dialogue. <laughs> they gave him the clothes, and it's like it's wildly compelling. You're like, fuck, <laughs> this is intense. It's like the only thing they changed was the cameraman zoomed out to like get Arnold in the shot. <laughs> like, yeah. All right. Well, we, we framed his fucking head out, so let's just pull it back a little. It's like an Irish wolfhound in like a greyhound dog race or something. It's <laughs> like this is something. Like this is he wasn't bred to do this, but like it's it's interesting. You know. Like, yeah. He's gonna hurt himself or someone else. Yeah. <laughs> so this doesn't track. The forensics aren't good on this, but it is compelling. Um. Well, that's it for the Q and A portion of the show. <laughs> Thank oh, you. Yeah. Oh, you have one? Yes. All right. Oh, number two fuckboy shirt in the front. Uh, I can only imagine who you two guys are based on the fact that I have uh, two brothers who happen to be half Japanese who tweet 
every time we talk about an action movie, now there seems to be two half Asian guys sitting in the front row. <laughs> and you have a question. <laughs> Right and yeah, in the so it's blank when he first shows up, but then later she wrote shit on it, <laughs> like pretty elaborately. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So while they were having their drunk back and forth, apparently she was writing shit and lining the cake and white frosting and doing a hell of a job of it. Yeah, because it looks he's right. It, Wait, wife goes. Wife goes. Gold. Well, you know what I just thought about that scene. She's wasted. He carries her to bed and then goes and fakes his own death. So as far as she knows, she got drunk, made a cake, woke up, and her husband died in an oil threw explosion. A threw a cake at him. <laughs> threw, oh, right. She threw the cake at him. Oh, yeah. She throws the cake at The cake looked fucking good, too. Like, Shit need, cake. Yeah. Take a bite, baby. It's <laughs> a good metaphor for life. Um, any other questions from half-Japanese audience members? <laughs> You do it to me every time. Weezer reference. All right, guys. Thanks for coming out. Let me just give it up for Ryan Stone Stanger, Ben Rogers. I'm the fuck boy, John Gabris. Thanks for listening, shitheads, and thanks for coming out live, shitheads. Yeah. Bye. Later. Later. I, 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 I,